love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode eight of Banter Buddies. Neil, we're here. It's time to do the show again, Brian. Wow. Time, time's flying by, and we've already got another Banter Buddies right here in front of us. I I never really worried that we'd run out of stuff to talk about, but now that we've done so many, I know that we will never run out of things to talk about. I'm just ready. I'm, I'm hyped up to chit-chat. You know, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's a, kind of the whole reason we started this show is that you and I are, are, are pretty good at, uh, at chatting, at bantering, at, uh, you know, chopping it up, as they say. So, you know, no matter when we turn on the mics, no matter when uh, another podcast is coming out, we're ready to go. You know, we're, we're just, we do a lot of this kind of thing, whether it be on stage or on videos or whatever it is. So we can do it. And that's why we have a podcast now. I have found that the difference between a 50-minute episode and a one-hour and 15-minute episode is whether I had a cup of coffee beforehand or not. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, and uh, what's today? What's today? No coffee. I'm going. I'm. I'm rocking a Lacroix. Okay, so maybe you're, uh, you, the listener, are in for the shortest episode ever of, of Banter. I don't Buzz. know. Maybe, no, maybe that. Uh, now I need to defy the odds. That would be if we recorded like late at night, you know, and it was like right before bedtime for you, and you're just like kind of, kind of dragging a little bit, you know. That then we'll get like the thirty minute episode finally. By late at <laughs> night, you mean when we record at seven thirty? Yeah, that's right. That's that's late at night for you. Yeah, it's, but the, it's then it's the opposite, late. and then I'm the one who's rolling, and I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go, ba 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 ba. <laughs> so no matter when we record, one of us is uh, is is kind of on. But as we record this one, you know, behind the curtain, it's 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 the middle of the afternoon. So I feel like that's a good sweet spot for both of us. I've been up for a few hours. You've been up for many hours, and uh, you know, we're uh, we, 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 it's not early for either of us. It's not early or late for either of us, really. So it makes us the best duo for a touring for a touring band. It's oh, yeah. how we always were like, okay, we're going to end the tour in Orlando. We're going to get home. We're just going to drive straight home from Florida to Minnesota and just switch off. Just go. Oh man, that those were the days. That was that was a while ago when we were a little more foolish and a little more uh you know, up for a big challenge like that. Like cause we're going to switch off and just drive throughout the whole night. Maybe not the smartest thing. Now we're like, you know, we're gonna drive eight to ten hours, and then after that, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna kick it in the middle of nowhere in the super eight no, or we're something s- like that. We're smarter now. We put a show on the way home. Oh, yeah, that's right. We decided to make money on the way back and make we it worth root it a while. Show. <laughs> You're right. That is the better way to do it. Don't have yeah. Don't don't have thousands. Don't have like two thousand miles to go <laughs> in between things. Just like. For the show right in the middle of the country and that kind of thing. Don't drive from Orlando home. Drive from Orlando to, you know, uh, Kansas City and play a show there and then go home. <laughs> Neil, I'm excited for the show today because we're talking about pranks. Oh. But I'm also nervous about the show today because we're talking about pranks. Wow. I have like inside of me is like there's like a little Bart Simpson. He's not malicious, but a little a person inside of me that's like, Ooh, let's push the boundaries a little bit. And then as soon as you push the boundaries, I feel sad and sorry. And I'm like, oh, no, did I hurt somebody's feelings? So I'm like walking this tightrope with pranks. I love pranks so much, and they interest me so much. And then I'm like, oh, but what about the person's feelings? 
That's great. Yeah, that's that's a great way to open this up is is sort of, you know, our overall thoughts on pranks, you know, before we get into some of our history of, of that. And I think I was kind of chalking it up to maybe like a, a Minnesota nice slash Midwestern kind of, um, you know, type of sensibility that you don't, you know, it's just it's just I think in the Midwest, in the middle of the country here, there's just uh, people are just a little more considerate maybe of others and maybe just a little bit more um i don't know i mean sure sure there's nice people everywhere i would say not, they're, not, they're not more considerate they're just as rude as everybody else they're just scared uh-huh yeah <laughs> I'm totally scared. yeah I, I think a lot of it too at least i don't know if you feel this way but we are both um we are both oldest children in our families and and i think for me it goes to that a little bit too not that i was always feeling like i had to uh set the standard or something like that for the family but more so of just like I didn't have I didn't have that sense in me of like oh I'm like the underdog here I got I got to you know got to put someone in their place or something you know I don't know I kind of felt I don't know I was I was the oldest and and I feel like that just plays into some of my lack of pranks in my history do you ever feel that way as far as do you think being the oldest child played into any sort of your lack of pranks or or what kind of pranks you played it did play a lot you know it did play a lot the prank game you couldn't prank too hard you know, yeah. you couldn't be too malicious or rub it in too hard because you are you're the eldest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think also part of that is just more of a thing. You know, the the, the common trope is that like the youngest child, you know, they, by that time, the parents are a little less strict on them and stuff like that. So I feel like younger siblings can get away with more. And so I feel like that's where you're really going to find your pranksters is, is some of the younger kids who, you know, they're just not getting watched as closely and the parents are going to let things slide a little bit more. So I feel like that's really where that we have more fertile ground for pranking going on as far as the, you know, sibling order goes. Neil, do you know, you know, like I do this all the time still, but when we meet somebody new and I like them, so like this is out of love, but I pretend to not know what they're talking about. As I think it's a joke, I think it's funny, but everyone else around me is like, This guy, what's this person doing? And yeah. the person is playing, I'm playing, I'm playing dumb on purpose. Is that a prank? That that's like a miniature prank, yeah. I, I would say so. I think it's more of I would I would guess I, it's hard to you know exactly what bucket goes into, but I guess I would put it more into like joking around, you know. But it's like the lines can be blurry with that kind of thing too, right? Like, well, yeah, what is, what constitutes a prank is different for everybody. But yeah, I think like joking around or just like one on one pranks. Like I'm trying when I was trying to think of like stuff from my history, I was trying to think of like grander things where it was like there's multiple people in on it or it like took a while to transpire, um, you know, and there's more like planning involved in something like that where, where kind of what you're talking about is, yeah, it is like a pranking. You are sort of like, you know, you're sort of you're doing something kind of a little bit at the expense of somebody else. But really, you're just just joking around and just trying to, you know, give off an air of lightheartedness and hey. Hey, we're just we're just kidding around here. So it's more of like an icebreaker. I feel like in some sorts of ways too. I, if you have the right person, it's an icebreaker. I think that would sum up what I enjoy or what I do. I like low stakes jokes. That's it. And I like I like farts. <laughs> I like fart noises. I like I like poop jokes. I love them. I right. just uh, anything that takes like planning. It probably could just come down to like. It's too much work for me. You know, when people yeah. put all the effort in, I was like, eh, the bar's too high. I like yeah. the little, I like close up magic, you know? 
yeah, some some pranks take a big investment, right? There's have you done of, a big? Have you done a big one? Not really, but you know, going back to your farts one, I think that's why we've been considering a cuckoo kangaroo whoopee cushion, is because that is like the classic low stakes, easy to pull off prank to do. The whoopee cushion is sort of the the most classic prank in my mind, you know. And so maybe coming soon, you'll get a cuckoo kangaroo whoopee cushion in our, in our merch store. Um, you know, that, that's gotta an, happen. That's an easy one. That's a, that's dead simple right there. Do or they like even the, make them anymore? Yeah, ma- do. I don't know. Or like a hand buzzer, you know, that's like another one. Like, hey, shake my hand. And there's like I could a never get that thing. to work. I always felt like it was too big and you could like see it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard, hard to Like conceal. the ones in the movies, like they're like so tiny. It's like, <laughs> how could something make such a buzz when it's like the actual size of a nickel? I didn't get <laughs> yeah. it. I didn't get it. Yeah. I thought it was fake. Yeah, but as far as uh, all right, let's get into some of the pranks. Yeah, that we did. Um, you know, I couldn't really think of too many. To me, there was a lot of small, like high school shenanigans. I guess I would call them. Yes, you, know? you, ha- you and your group of of pals that I now know. Yeah. Now these days, you guys are shenanigans is the way to put it. You guys were into shenanigans. Yeah, it was more, and it was more about like sort of within a group of friends. I feel like this is probably a pretty common thing of like within a group of friends you're all kind of like pranking each other in small ways, like in sort of a circle. It's not like, oh, five of us are ganging up on one of you. It's more of like individually you all kind of just ping around and and um, prank people from here and there, whether that be like throwing something at them in class or, um, you know, in passing time in the halls. Um, you know, this is very immature and dumb, but like a pantsing, you know what I mean? Like pulling down someone's shorts real quick or something Ooh, like that. Don't like that. Don't like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's been done the, to me. I don't like that. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. But that's the kind of level of stuff where it's like, oh, it's like a little embarrassing, but it's sort of like, you know, it's, 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 it's done quickly and then it's over and it's not Neil, like a that's big called harassment nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's the thing too, is a lot of this is, uh, you're going bo- down. A little borderline here. And there's definitely some things here that I've done that I, I will not speak of on this podcast, Brian. Oh, I cannot Neil. I cannot bring them. You'll have to DM me and uh or, or come you know, talk to me after a show or something like that and and maybe I'll reveal oh, some wait. of some you of the dark. We're gonna ones. talk sometime? Should we set that up? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean How I was always speaking weeks? about more of the guest, you know, or more of the, the listener of this this podcast. <laughs> if you're listening oh, to I this, see, I see. you wanna know. You wanna know. Yeah, and if you really want to know, maybe I'll let you know off air, you know, off the record. Um, but here, as this gets recorded and gets uh, you know sent out into the world for for generations of people to hear, I, you know I can't I can't reveal some of those. But I think the big one for me, and you know all about this, was um, in high school. Um, uh, I was in I was in concert band and jazz band, and there was uh, the high school um, uh, you know band director, longtime band director at Farmington High School in uh, Minnesota. Uh, was a man, a wonderful man um, named Mr. Gottwig, and he uh, he's he's retired now, but he had been the band director uh, for like thirty years or something, twenty five years, long, long time, and beloved, just great. You just like people love being in band, like almost as much for for <laughs> for the instructor as anything else, and uh, and he was uh, it was I believe it was my sophomore year. He um, took a sabbatical and went to Germany. Uh, for a year, I think to uh, he, his family's from there and stuff like that. So they had to uh, hire a temporary 
um, band director. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they had to hire a temporary band director to come up and teach the high school just for one year. So it was like, no, and this isn't the new guy always. It's just like, we know it's a one-year Band-Aid type of situation. Uh, pardon the pun, Band-Aid. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so this, per- th- this person comes in here and and this man, um, you know, I- I'll actually refrain from using his name, but um, he came in here and he was fresh-faced as they get. He was straight out of the U of M marching band. And I believe he was actually, he worked in the Farmington School District the year before as like the sixth grade or seventh grade band director, This right? was high school students taking advantage of a sub. That's what this was. This was a, yes, this was a sub situation, but imagine it on the scale of one full year, right? One full year of a sub that we knew would be out of here. And to top it all off, he was like barely older than us. You know, he was like 23 or 24 years old and we're like 16, 17, 18, you know, so. He's hardly older than us, and he just didn't have the gravitas. He didn't have, you know, the control over the class. And there was many pranks that happened throughout his time. It was it was pretty immature of us, but hey, we were immature people. We were literally kids. So um, you know, there was lots of things ways we take advantage of him and gang up on him and do little dumb things in class and stuff. But the main one I want to talk about is after he had his time at. Um, uh, you know, at uh, Farmington High School, he went back to the middle school to sort of back to his normal situation. And uh, me and a couple buddies on his first day back at school, there was no kids there. It was like the week or two weeks before when just like teachers are getting their stuff ready. And we showed up in the parking lot at like six in the morning um, when he would be pulling in. And we were there to greet him. And we had uh, the Welcome Back Cotter theme song blaring from our car. And, um, you know, less of like a prank prank, capital P prank. But, you know, we were there just to remind him, you know, like, good job. You made it through, you know, and kind of and just sort of like terrorizing him one more time to be like, yeah, we're not going to let this go. We're going to come see you at the middle school, too, even though you're done with us at the high school. So you, you can't escape us. Yeah. Also, it was the dedication, a, the dedication. Yeah. Yeah, that's what was funny to us is it was it wasn't like, oh, we're getting to this guy. It was really just about the repetition and about how far we were taking this. Did bit. you bring him donuts or something? Yeah, we brought him a cake or brought him something dumb. Oh, that's but better. It, it did kind of uh, carry over into more of like a friendship in, in a way and sort of like, all right, because there was just like a core five of us who were like leading all the pranks and stuff like that. So that was my main sort of prank uh, experience, I guess. In high school, Neil, that is cute. How gentle that is! I thought it this was, was very gentle. Dark. No, no. Like I said, I can't get to the darkest stuff. This is a family show. It's a family <laughs> production right here, Brian. Um, but what about you? Did you? What was the like? Man, one, what was one that not, came to mind? I was probably the victim of a lot of pranks, and that counts. That we're talking about that on the show. I'm not sure what we'll get to in our voicemails here. Maybe it'll be mostly uh, pranksters instead of prankies. But what? what so I mean, what, I what think was done there were some to you? Things that people thought were pranks. I remember at like church what do you call the evening church thing they were doing mm-hmm. like a a blindfold uh like a trust walk thing <laughs> and this kid took over for this other kid and walked me around but they walked me into a brick wall and all my front <laughs> teeth broke out that was probably bad that probably wasn't a prank oh, i'm sorry to laugh it's so terrible but it's so <laughs> like assault. comical a, it's it's like so a, comical that it was like your two front teeth like it's, it's so mean but just like how it all played out is like so like slapstick in a way that's why they fall out all the time at shows and stuff like that you know? <laughs> like like we're in the pit and a microphone yeah gets kicked in my face yeah if you ever see brian without a tooth or two you know where that all started you know where it came. You know where it came down. But, but yeah, lots of stuff like that. I think I was a, a 
I, I was probably what people would call a a targeted child. You know, people are like, yeah. I'm going to pick on that kid. But so we, as I when yeah, I graduate, when I was in college, I went to go work at a camp, a summer camp, and I was like, oh, summer camp stuff's going to be wild. But they had banned pranks for life. Oh, because they had done pranks so much, and then there was this one kid named Matt who was a counselor there, and was like, this is the kid that ruined the pranks. <laughs> Basically, they had shaving creamed an entire like floor like perfectly. And he ran in and slid across the whole thing and like cracked his whole chin open on the like toilet or something like that. You know what I mean? Like like every single inch of the floor had been perfectly like shaving creamed. But um, that was the end of the pranks. I'm trying to think. I was thinking about pranks and there's actually a prank that I've never done, but it's on YouTube and it's a family. So it's a family of I think the youngest there's like a, a couple kids. I don't know if there's cousins, but it's like this invisibility trick they were doing. So this the youngest girl is like the youngest daughter is like maybe ten. I think she's maybe twelve or something like that. Everybody else is a little older and they say, like, Hey, we're gonna do a trick and pretend you're invisible, right? Mm-hmm. And so they put a blanket over her and they pull it off. So she's still there, but everybody, even like you can tell like the dad and the cousin that never play along, they're all like, Where did you go? Where did she go? So the girl starts being like, okay, I'm right here. I'm right here. And they're like, I can hear you, but I can't see you. The mom, you can tell, is like really pulling an acting like game and going, ha, ah, ah, where are you? Where are you? Then the two older sisters or cousins, whatever they are, had set this thing up. They're like, I'm going to show you you're invisible. Come here. Come take a picture with me. So they take a picture of her on the couch, and you can tell they like already took a picture beforehand without her there. But then they show it to her, and that, that is where the youngest, who ha- is the trick, is being played on her, just loses it. She starts screaming erratically because they show her the picture, and she's not there. And it just goes off the rails until she's – it does go a little far, and she's, like, crying on the ground, like, weeping. <laughs> um, anyways, I thought that was cool. And then they're like, oh, no, you're here, honey. We can see you. We can see you. But it really takes the whole room – to be good at like improv to make it happen you know yeah that's a lot of buy-in that's a lot of dedication you know a lot of like all right we're all in this we got this like but if one of us slips up here the whole thing is off so we got to be on point there is a good part if you rewatch it multiple times you'll see it right in the middle you can tell like off out in the hallway there's like a cousin or somebody who has headphones on who like kind of looks in the room and keeps walking up the stairs like i'm not gonna be a part of this not me i'm out (laughs) that's the best that was maybe too long i don't know if these are any funny pranks that one is really funny now it is like the expense of like a 10 year old girl so that's probably not funny but yeah but that's that's how it goes sometimes yeah your family (laughs) they all they love you at the end it's all good and that's how i feel like that's how a lot of pranksters are born right a lot of pranksters have to be pranked themselves and then they're like all right now i know what to do and this happened to me and i'm okay so let's keep it going who else is next you know and then they just pass it on down and it becomes uh it becomes uh sort yeah it becomes legendary that way so uh, I could see that, but um, Ooh, what are yeah. the? I don't even. I didn't even look at any of the calls. What are we going to get into? Some, some like <laughs> ten minute stories. We got some. We got some long ones today. I mean, that's how it goes. Like we just kind of told some stories. You got to set it up, right? You got to. You got to set up the you know whole situation. So we got a number of great calls here, and are they um, all going to be named Wendy? 
Uh, let's see. Hmm, no Wendy here today, but again, as we know, Wendy is uh, incognito sometimes. So Wendy we probably called in as like Travis or somebody. Yeah, we don't make people verify their identities here, so you know, it could, it really any of these could be Wendy. So we'll see. But yeah, let's uh, let's go into our first call. Here it comes. Hey, Cuckoo Kangaroo. This is Travis from Riverside, California. Long time, second time caller. Uh, I have one that I used to do and one that I saw uh, as far as pranks. The first one in high school, I used to bring a fart machine to school, and it was basically a little speaker, and I would put it somewhere in the classroom inconspicuously, and then I had a little remote control at my desk, and I would push it throughout class, and hilarity ensued and shenanigans, much to the chagrin of my teachers. Um, other students would blame each other. It turned into a big thing. No one never thought to, hey, look for a farting speaker under their desk. So that was great. And one that I saw recently on the internet is a guy went to the library, checked out a Where's Waldo book, scanned the pictures from the book onto Photoshop, and Photoshopped Waldo out of every picture, printed it, and put the book the book back in the library so that uh, whoever checked it out next had the fool's errand of looking for Waldo when he wasn't there. So uh, thank you so much, Cuckoo. Uh, again, I love the recommendations. Um, Big fan of Lumberjanes now and Apple Fitness Plus. I've been getting my row on with Josh and Anya on Apple Fitness Plus, so thanks for that one, Neil. Um, last thing, I know you guys have the inroad now. You have the ear of Panera Bread. I want Panera Bread to take their game to the next level. They need to update their sides. Chips or an apple? Come on, let's get a pasta salad. Let's get a potato salad. Just a regular side salad. Something else besides those chips or apples. Thanks so much, guys. Love the podcast. Bye. All right, good one there, <laughs> Travis. Travis, Start, what's up? Starting off with the bang, we got Travis with with two pranks and then some love for our recommendations and some Panera commentary. That is, this couldn't be any more up our alley, Brian. I know, Travis. You're just uh, you're feeding us some bait, and we're gonna bite. Okay, first of all, I didn't know that they made remote control fart machines. That's probably because. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm gonna go get one immediately. Jeez. You're not. You're not on the cutting edge of prank uh, technology here, Brian. You got. You got. We got to be searching these things, or we just need to go um, into a Spencer's Gifts. You know what I mean? It's been a long time for me, at least, since I walked into a Spencer's Gift. The sort of. Uh, I don't know if it's international, but here in the USA, it's sort of a, a little mall shop mostly found in shopping malls that are, um, you know, that, that just have, you know, not all pranks, but a lot of t-shirts, lots of gag gifts, I would say. Is it like a hot topic? Like, does it have like ICP yeah. shirts and then yeah. also Avril Lavigne shirts? Totally. And lots of like plush and lots of like little things you might bring to like a bachelor or bachelorette party. Like, yeah. Hey, what's it. that band that played uh, Warp Tour? Black? Blackville Brides. Blackville Brides. Mm-hmm. They got I'm that kind of that, stuff in yeah. there. Oh, but that's not that's not that's not Spencer's. Right. But anyway, so you think I could get a fart machine there? Yeah, let's go. I mean, these I know days, they have a Spencer's at the Mall of America. I mean, these days it's just like a little Bluetooth speaker, and then you just get all the fart apps, right? You just get an app, and then you're just playing it out of there. I think that might be the way to go. But uh, yeah, the fart. Uh, you were just talking, Brian, how you like a, how you like a fart joke, and like a, it's kind of this is the modern whoopee cushion right here. I know. I yeah. mean, it's better because especially that you didn't know. Like he's talking about like. Being a teacher in front of the classroom, you're just trying to calm everything down and get through this like hour. Yes, you're not going to go look around like where is there a fart machine somewhere? You wouldn't even yeah. think about that. Travis knew how to play the game, and I bet the joy he got from it. But that's the subtle joy. He never like turned himself in to say, "Hey, that was me." That's the, that's the on the second one, the Waldo thing. Like 
that's just like joy that you have to hold in your heart by yourself you know yeah that's great the waldo i've never heard of that that is that's Epic. amazing i love that i love uh yeah that that's cool that's like a prank that that really you know is it's interesting when there's a prank like that where you you do something and you don't ever get to find out necessarily who is the recipient of the prank right you're just kind of putting it out there into the world and you know someone's going to run into it and there's going to be issues but you, it's not like you're watching from around the corner or it's like a friend of yours or something like that. It's sort of like an anonymous prank that just sort of happens and, 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 it, and it goes off. So that one's interesting. Neil, we went to my parents' house recently and I showed I showed my son uh, Waldo books finally. <laughs> we have we don't have all of them. We have the – they had the yellow, red, and the blue one. Uh-huh. And there were a couple pages, and I've read all of those my whole life. I uh-huh. could not find Waldo. <laughs> I couldn't. Maybe yeah. maybe my dad did that to us. Yeah, maybe your dad's pranking you, or maybe your eyesight's just getting worse. You're just getting older. <laughs> it's getting rough. There's some there's those are some great drawings. Wow. Where's Waldo? Uh, Travis, Brian- great call. Thanks for calling in. I wish we had the weight of Panera. Maybe soon. Maybe we should just work for Panera and we'll try to see if we can what change the sides but i yeah, want more bananas I okay i was gonna to. ask you if you had any, any side ideas you want fruit yeah you're looking for bananas specifically i guess i want uh i want pretzel chips and hummus and ooh, that's a really good idea i do i do like potato salad i've learned to like some egg salad yeah i like slaw i, I would like a slaw you know you nice do t- like slaw a lot t- and it's weird that you slaw. like slaw when you don't like pickles yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like some pickled things, though. Um, but yeah, thanks, Travis, for that uh, very wonderful call. Here's the next one. Hi, Brian and Neil. This is Tanya calling from Bloomington, Minnesota. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Frank, I used to love to pull on my friends was I would take an Oreo and scrape out the frosting with a butter knife. Then I would eat the frosting, and I would replace it in the cookie with white toothpaste. And then I would offer the Oreo to a friend who would eat the toothpaste. It was really funny. But you can't really do it anymore because there's so many flavors of Oreos. People just think it's a new flavor of Oreo. So it's a prank that used to pull on my friends. It was pretty funny. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> I've heard of this one. I've heard of this prank being done. This is like a classic. I think this is a, a classic. In, in Tanya the did pranks. it, though. Tanya yeah. calling from my... My hometown, Bloomington, Minnesota. Oh yeah, it's that's uh, it's a great B-town. place. Yeah, yeah. B-town. That's that's really. I mean, I think that's the thing. I heard about a lot of pranks, but I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. This is great, and it's so funny. I didn't even think about that. You couldn't do that anymore. Like they have sriracha Oreo. People just be like, is this <laughs> an Oreo that's like sponsored by Crest or yeah. Colgate to like make some more money? No, it's like the Girl Scout cookies Oreo or something like that. Yeah. It's like the thin mint Oreo, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why does it taste like mint? <laughs> hey, what's that toothpaste that has the multiple colors? I remember every time I slept over at my cousin's house, they had it. It's like aqua something. Ooh, I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It had like uh it was like a turquoise and red. Maybe the yeah. and white stripes and maybe it was like had even a little glitter in it. Yeah, that could be like a candy cane or something like that. Candy cane Oreo, maybe. Just trying That'd to think great. what that one would be. Tanya, yeah. this is good. I I, I want to know if if Tanya ever revealed, you know, or you just right. like, you know, if it was like, ah, oh, 
I got you. I got you, sucker. Yeah, or you could do the thing like you were talking about before where then you continue to sort of gaslight that person by being like, no, I, I don't taste it. I don't know what you mean. Mine doesn't taste like that. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. are, you, what are you tasting? Like, you know, and really get them inside their own head of like, you know, what, what, what what's going on here? You know, what what is reality? And I think uh, you could do that with the Oreo prank. But yeah, I like this one. Very simple. You know, not really harming anybody. This this one walks the line really well. You know, it's a it's a very kind of childish but also funny. You know, kind of uh, gag you can pull on someone. You know, you just need a pack of Oreos. And, you know, it's a, it's a toothpaste. Like everybody can do this one. So I, I yeah, like low this. bar, low yeah. bar, and yeah. lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah, good. And you know what? Stuff like this, you're talking pranks. I feel like the other thing that, that pranks does is, is kind of like you said, it's kind of like an icebreaker in a way where it kind of can bring people together in sort of a sick kind of way, right? Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we, so sick. you yeah. went through this little thing together and now we can laugh about it. And now we got this story. Or maybe it even creates like a little bit of rivalry where it's like, all right, I got you. When are you going to get me back? You know, stuff like that. So I, I feel like there can be, you know, some good hearted kind of fun to be had in a prank. It doesn't have to all be malicious and, oh, I got you. And now, now you're screwed. And now, now you hate me. It's gonna be, it can be more fun than that. Especially I feel like a lot of pranks happen amongst family members, amongst siblings, that kind of thing. So, you know, a prank like this doesn't always have to be such a negative thing, people. Hello, this is Tanya. Oh, how'd you meet Tanya? Oh, she gave me a toothpaste Oreo when I was seven. Classic, classic oh, yeah. way for friends to meet. <laughs> All right, Tanya, thanks for calling in so much. Hope Bloomington's doing okay. And let's go to the next caller. What's up, Koo? It's MC Lars from Oakland, California. Now, this is a prank that I always laugh about. It involves a duo from Minnesota that I've toured with a lot over the years. I met them on Warp Tour. And at one of the shows, we got like a, a bag of jokes from one of your wonderful family fans. Like joke stuff, like fake barf, you know, like fake doggy stuff. And we were staying in a motel, I don't know where, Wyoming or somewhere. And there was a really gross uh, freezer in the closet or in the back of the hotel, like and a freezer that people probably weren't checking a lot. So I took the fake vomit and put it in the freezer on the top left and closed it and <laughs> wondered how long it would be till someone found it. And one of the tour mates I was on tour with, he's got glasses, a mustache. Now he grows a beard. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He told me that was some Mad Magazine stuff. And I was very proud of that prank because good pranks sometimes aren't discovered till later and anonymously. Check in the hotel. Oh, there's vomit in the in the freezer. So glad we came through Wyoming, Dad. So that's my prank. And also, oh, I make prank calls a lot, and um, but not anymore, actually. I didn't say that. So check out Phone Losers of America, kids. That's a great podcast. Okay. Bye. Love, love you guys. Love you guys. Oh, the prank king himself, MC and Lars. I I told him. I told him. I said the this this week's podcast is about pranks. It's it's never been more up your alley. Yeah, you Colin. I didn't know he actually. I didn't. I didn't see that he called in. I'm smiling so much. MC Lars. He makes he makes me so happy with all his little things. Wait. So is this real? Did you guys? Did we? Did some? I know fans hand us a lot of weird stuff, but did we really get like fake, fake barf and stuff like that? Yeah, I remember this. I don't remember how we got the the joke, the bag of jokes, or as Laura says it here. But I do remember him leaving this thing in that hotel. But 
Um, yeah, I don't remember how, how we acquired such a thing. But, uh, but yeah, this is a perfect episode for Lars. If we did an episode about nerdcore rappers, um, it would be less relevant to MC Lars than this episode is. Uh, he is a, he's a prankster through and through. Um, uh, he, he, he grew up on, on the Jerky Boys um, prank uh, albums from the 90s and was super into the prank phone call like uh, you know subculture um, you know that existed kind of in the early days of the internet of like posting calls and that kind of thing and and doing all that so he goes way back like he mentioned the phone losers of America is a podcast you can check out where there's more pranks they go pretty far with it pretty intense but it's all phone pranks we didn't really get to talk about that probably because we knew Lars would be coming through he's a real trickster Neil he's true yeah yeah but the phone stuff is where it's I never gotten any of that either I never did the Bart Simpson you know calling calling most tavern type of deal well my mom couldn't even my mom didn't even let me watch the simpsons that's yeah that's that's at the level i stopped right i didn't even know what yeah. this stuff was yeah he didn't have a frame of reference of, of doing the prank the prank call you know seymour maybe Butts i remember him talking about this he was like he told us a couple days later like giggling in the van like hey guys yeah you know what i did <laughs> fake barf and that's the thing about lars is he is so tickled by even small pranks like this like it doesn't even have to be these epic things he loves any sort of like little thing and you could just see him cracking up on this call and he's just laughing at the idea of someone opening the freezer and seeing a fake barf like that's so low stakes but yet it it, it, it is so amusing to him yeah probably you immediately look you go like oh and you immediately see like this is fake you grab it but (laughs) that's it yeah the joy inside so okay so late I'm, he probably told you about this too. Like late at night, I always fall asleep at like eight, and you two stay up till like one a.m. just giggling on stuff. So he did all these phone pranks his whole life, like starting at like age ten or something like that. They were on cassette. Then he got them digitized. He's never released them. They're all on his computer, and he like played them for us like for hours one night. And I was yeah. like, you need to put these on the internet. They're so funny hearing like young Lars, his like tiny little voice, um, on the phone. Phone Losers of America, it's a lot of I, – I listen to it all the time. I listen to it weekly. He he got me on a lot of, like, prank calls. You know, it's a lot of – some of them are a little, like, harder. Maybe, like, little kids shouldn't listen to it. But a lot of them are this guy calling in to apartment complex, like um, – what do you call them? Like, offices and just saying, like, hey, guys, just letting you know that I'm having my beach party here. So I – brought like 10 tons of sand up to the fourth level or something like that yeah it's just that kind of stuff it's, it's not so, like a, it's not really it's like okay. a practical joke it's more of just like a you know being ridiculous on the phone and trying to see how long it takes for this person to hang up <laughs> yeah that's all it is yeah you're being obnoxious so yeah yeah i love it oh but the one thing i want to say about mc lars so he would always so sometimes, okay, hey, we're not going to leave to drive to the next place for a little later because it's a, you know, to get to the next city is, you know, it's only like four hours instead of like eight. So we wanted a late checkout, right? So we would always be like, hey, could we stay till like 1130 or or noon? And Lars is like, okay, I'm going to call this time to get late checkout. So he'll call and be like, hey, guys, my flight got delayed. Can I get late checkout? Can I stay till 8 p.m.? And it's like... What and he walks it all the way back, and so he gets a 3 p.m. checkout. He's like, right? How about 5 p.m.? Like, uh, how about 4 p.m.? Uh, yeah. how about 3 p.m.? He's like, Oh, I really, this this flight, I don't want to sit at the airport that long, but he starts so obnoxiously far, right? I'm surprised he doesn't ask for a whole free night. 
<laughs> and that goes back to, again, him growing up doing prank calls, right? He's so comfortable just calling a front desk at a hotel and just riffing with them and then, you know, asking for ridiculous stuff. That definitely comes from his, his early days of the, yeah, the prank call uh, culture out there. So much joy. Thank you, MC Lars. Let's keep it moving. Hey, guys. Uh, it's your buddy Len Powell from MC Hawkins Podcore Nerdcast. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, my friend Corey and I used to run about seven miles a day in the morning. And at the halfway point, we'd stop in at our friend Heather's house um, and have a glass of juice with her family while they were having breakfast and getting ready to go off to school. And usually we'd run off, and at some point in our uh, run, they would drive by and wave on their way. They went. Uh, she and her brother and sister went to a private school about 10 miles away. So after a couple months of every day stopping in for a glass of juice and then waving to them as they drove by, we got this idea to do a prank. And so one morning we borrowed Corey's sister's car, so it was a car that uh, our friends wouldn't recognize, and uh, threw a couple bikes in the back of the car, parked the car at the edge of a bridge. It's actually the Anasquam Bridge in Gloucester, Massachusetts, which you might have seen from the movie The Good Son. It's a big scene in that. Anyway, uh, we parked the car on the street side of that bridge, rode the bikes, ditched the bikes in the bushes just off of Heather's driveway, went in looking like we just had a big run uh, and had the glass of juice. Uh, after that, we ran out and, uh, you know, we stalled so that we were leaving just before they were leaving. So they drove by on their way out of the driveway. We booked around, hopped on the bikes, took some back roads, went across that bridge, came out on the street, and were running along and waved to them again as they drove by. Turned around again, threw the bikes in the back of the car, hopped in the car, and took a circuitous route uh, to jump ahead of them uh, and you know, parked the car at the side of the road, got out, and were running again when they drove by us again just before they got on the highway. Hopped back in the car, passed them on the highway with me ducking down and Corey wearing a hoodie and a ridiculous fake mustache he made out of Velcro, uh, ditched the car on the side of the highway, uh, kind of tucked away on an exit, and started running along the side of the road. Once again, they drove by and we waved, and by this point, they're really confused. We hopped in again, took an exit that's right before their exit that ends up merging onto theirs if you're willing to drive really fast, um, and ditched the car at the end right before the set of lights and ran right by them as they were stopped at a red light, got through some people's yards, and put ourselves on the front steps of their school just as they were pulling in uh, and waved to them again and then said goodbye, got in the car, and went home. And didn't tell them how we pulled that prank off for about 15 years after that. So for a long time, they were just wondering how they just kept on seeing us on the side of the road. So that's my prank. Uh, more elaborate than funny, but... Uh, uh, hope you guys are well. Take care. Bye. Yeah, elaborate is really the really the great really great word for that one, Len. Thank you for your call, your long call. You win the award for longest call in the history of the podcast, <laughs> Len. That was great. I mean, yeah, epic, epic. 
man, they didn't even ask next, next time you went in for juice. Like, hey, uh, we saw you guys like 12 times yesterday. You guys, are Yeah, fast. I wonder if that registered with them, if they understood what was going on, or if they like under, you know, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't bring it up at all. You'd think they'd be like, wait a minute, you guys, how'd you guys do that? They probably, they probably told, uh, they probably told their daughter, they're like, um, Heather, uh, you can't see these people anymore. They're, they're, uh, they can shapeshift. Yeah. Elaborate. That was so elaborate. That's what it takes. You know, it's the joy. I think a prank, a lot of it, a lot of the good ones are about like the joy within about like accomplishing it, you know? Yeah. Again, it's a bonding. I imagine it's a good, good bonding experience for Len and his buddy, Corey. You know, and and they get to do all this stuff. It's just it's 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 about that. Like I said, it is about bringing bringing the friends together. It can be like a friend group thing of trying to get somebody else and all that. So I think I think that's kind of where the joy of this one comes. I enjoy a lot of these pranks. It's sort of like yeah, we're gonna do this together. We're gonna get our other friend this way and stuff. So <laughs> it's all it's all love out there, even if you're pranking someone. So yeah. First of all, like what a, were you doing that you're running seven miles a day? Jeez, some, some cross country. Yeah, some some very fit cross country runners in the house here len when i was in high school or whenever i wasn't running seven miles a year yeah <laughs> yeah totally Takes you're a, a swimmer you're different no, len a, love it mc hawken what's up east coast what's up massachusetts yeah. people there we go gloucester gloucester i believe is what you said um all right thanks len next call hey neil hey brian this is vince from rancho cucamonga california i am calling to talk about a prank that my sister and I pulled on my mom. When my nephew was born, whose name is Ruben, we convinced my mom to get a personalized license plate. And we told her that it should say, like, Ruben's granny. So we had her fill out the paperwork, and it said, R-U-B-G-R-N-Y. We didn't know if she was actually going to send it in. We thought it was hilarious. And... A few months later, we see her car, and it says Rub Granny on it, and we died. She kept that license plate for for years and would not give it up because of how good that prank was. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. Vince, what's up? <laughs> Rub Granny. <laughs> Rub Granny. Wait, okay, so they were trying to be like Ruben's Granny? They yeah. told her it was going to say Ruben's Granny? I think I think that's what they're going for there, yeah. yeah. And she like just didn't even look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it, it got it close, but uh, yeah, the 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 it, it turns out sometimes it has a double meaning, right? And you don't notice till it. <laughs> Rub granny. Oh, that's Rub great. Granny that's great. on there. Yep. I hope that like I don't know. I hope she got some honks or something like that as it as it went by. It just yeah. it it just goes to the two things. It it goes to show the distance that uh, a grandparent will go to celebrate the grandchild, especially probably the first grandchild. And it goes to another thing about, like, don't trust your kids. They're going to mess with you. <laughs> Even when they're old, you're like, oh, these people are old. They're not going to mess with me anymore. And, oh, they're going to mess with you forever. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Be suspect. You know, keep keep your radar up because uh, they might be uh, they might be doing a prank on you. I wonder how long a, a personalized license plate uh, like sort of has to stay with you, right? Do you have to like sign up for a year or something like that? Like, I wonder how long you have to keep that before you can get a new one or something. I would imagine it's at probably like a year minimum, right? Yeah, but now now uh, their mom is just gonna 
gonna take it take it all the way take it to the distance probably keep the car longer than she wants just because it's like i gotta own this prank you know yeah yeah and i think there's there's also some potential for you know making an acronym out of this and people say like oh what's rub granny and it's like no actually it's it's this and then you come up with an acronym that that is like the alternate version of that so there's a lot you can play with here as far as uh you know explaining potentially what this would be and actually you know unless you know this story you might not even get rub granny out of that you might be looking at this for a long time being like what is this that's maybe kind of really the prank here is that the personalized license plate is 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 too too confusing you're like yeah people are just like at a stop like behind them trying to figure out like what does all this mean i I can't get this one this one's too confusing for me this one's too hard yeah yeah you know vince is reminding me that i need to prank my parents more right i I haven't done much lately my dad he uh he likes fun once in a while but he does not like jump scares. I think that's where it comes from. And man, maybe I know why he doesn't really want to hang out with me very much because basically my whole life was about like trying to sneak up on him and go like, Dad! And he just would go oh. through the roof. He threw the roof. He despised it. Oh, man. That's that's tough. Yeah. We don't like you and I both are united in our, our uh, fear of jump scares. And, and, and here as, as a youngster, you were you were causing causing uh, pain to your dad by doing a jump scare. I mean, maybe your kids are eventually going to be jump scaring you, Brian. You're going to get oh, a taste I'm, of that I'm medicine right I'm on back. I'm going to get it. <laughs> do you, wait, what would you do to your dad? Your dad's uh, easy target. Yeah, we didn't. I can't think of anything. I, I had too much uh, reverence for my from my parents, Brian. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it to them. I don't know. I, I never really pranked my parents. Really, just more of my siblings, I guess. I feel like now that I think about it, I think I want to prank your mom. That's probably the person I want to prank the most because she'd Let's go like, oh, "Oh, Brian," but she'd be like, "Oh, this guy." She's she's a faithful listener to this show, so she's on alert now. She's gonna be wait. Is she really? It. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, Darcy. you've you've, uh, you've let the you've let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but that's Darcy, the thing I'm about coming. pranks. Darcy, I'm coming for you. You don't know when it's going to happen. That's the beautiful thing about pranks. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. That was fun. Hey, Brian and Neil. My name's Lori. I'm calling from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. The best prank I ever heard uh, was told by my brother George, my younger brother. He uh, at the beginning of COVID. Uh, called my mom and said that he had been on the radio. He uh, was part of a contest where he could win a year's supply of toilet paper and a smoker. Not sure where he came up with that. Um, but he needed to submit a video of him and his family doing their best dance moves. So he got my mom to send a video to him. Um, explaining why she thought he should win the toilet paper um, and doing her best dance moves. So she did her mom dance moves um, to music. Uh, and then he, of course, sent that on to the rest of the family saying, check this out and let her know it was a prank. So now he has remixed that video into a lovely little uh, montage that he sends us every month or so. Um, and we still giggle about how committed she was to those mom dance moves for her son to win some toilet paper. Very nice. So Glory, a, re- a, 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 a recent one here. This is this is uh, you know this is just you know a year old or so. That's that's cool. It was just just happened. 
Um, but yeah, I like this. I like this one a lot. I like, uh, you know, again, very, very. Um, I, I like the, the the backstory here of like the radio, the radio uh, contest where you can win a year supply of toilet paper in a, in a smoker. <laughs> like, I like how I like how George is like, okay, what's some ridiculous thing you can pair with? Yes. Toilet paper that a weird radio station would give away. Of course, they would give away toilet paper and a smoker. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's actually very fit. It's like out of nowhere, but it's also like, oh, yeah, that kind of works. A radio station would have some random gifts like that or giveaway type thing. So, yeah, I like the setup of the backstory. Very believable, right? You kind of have to, the setup is, is very, very important in, in a lot of pranks. You have to lure people in and, and sort of, uh, you know, get them to believe in, in whatever you're selling there. So, I really like that. And the dance movie thing that's that's very funny i mean that is you know i feel like that's very again just like the whole premise of this is very of the times and very much like oh yeah it's like a ice bucket challenge or like a tiktok challenge or whatever Come on, mom, and, send it in. yeah yeah we're gonna do this thing or you know even you see this stuff just on the local news so even if you're kind of you know not up to date it's just like oh yeah you could see where this was a real thing you know of this video deal but i guess the one tip off should have been our radio station asking for videos oh maybe I didn't think about that maybe yeah. that is where uh, you know, she should have seen maybe you know started started asking some questions here about that. But you know, ra- radio stations have social media profiles and websites and stuff like kids, that. Neil, you do it for your kids. That's this right. Is the second mom prank. They're yeah, that's the thing. For you. The willingness of parents to kind of go above and beyond for their kids was being exploited here for for hilarity. Okay, now the best part about this is George remixing it mm-hmm. and then continuing to send it to the family. I hope oh. it's like. In 10 years, this video still is getting sent to the point where George stops getting like gifts for his birthday. Right, right. Just keeps it going. And yeah, that's uh, this is a really good one because, you know, we, we've been talking about pranks here for a while. And a lot of this is just like, oh, remembering stories and like retelling the story about how it happened. You know, that's good. That's funny. But if you can also provide some multimedia to go along with it, some proof, you know, the actual evidence of how it actually turned out, then, oh, man, you got you got a great prank on your hand because this is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, you'd be able to go back to this one and, and show it for years and years to come. So. Very nice work there. That that is awesome. Shout out to George. The podcast uh, is not a complete podcast without a call from Canada. So thanks, Lori. That's right. Let's right. go to the next call. Hi guys, it's your friend Flip from Saco, Maine. And as far as pranks, I've pulled a lot of pranks over the years, but one of my favorite pranks of all time was I used to have like this big mouse trap, or it was actually a rat trap that I would put in my pocket. And I would pretend to be, like, looking for my wallet or my keys or something. I would reach into my pocket and would make a snapping noise. And I'd pull my hand out and be like, ah, because I had this rat trap on my hand. It looked like a cartoon show. It was crazy. But I had to be careful because sometimes people really got scared and it was crazy. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. It was one of my favorite pranks to pull on people. Anyway, thank you for the great show and keep up the great work and keep on pranking. Oh yeah, keep oh, on pranking. Flip, what's up flip? Uh, this is great. This is very slapstick. This is very like like he said cartoony. It's like a cartoon show. The oversized rat trap on your hand. I mean, coming out of your pocket too. I mean, that's just 
that's just ridiculous. That's not where rat traps go, you know. That that's I love how over the top this one is and sort of yeah, very very cartoon comical slapstick this is. You can tell Flip went super hard in on it too, especially like if like people got scared like Yeah. Like he was just like, so, he, like he's his, screaming he his reaction. Yeah. Ah, my hand. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Flip and MC Lars are related. Yeah. Yeah, kindred spirits here. In their hearts. They they should talk, yeah. just And again, just, um, you know, pulling on your family, doing that. Just just an excuse to have some fun, just to break things up and to freak your kids out with something like ridiculous like this that you can all laugh about after the fact. That's great. But yeah, this is some like three stooges, or I'm trying to think of like who would do this. Like what sort of like. Prank to yourself. Like you you victimize yourself, and all they have to do is like focus, you know? Yeah, all they have to do is like laugh about it and, and, uh, What's a, how big is a rat trap? Like a mouse traps, like I'm imagining it as a, like a, yeah, a classic mouse trap, but like three times the size. Like it's just a little bit bigger to be able to catch the bigger vermin. What kind of pockets does Flip have? Like rocking the <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, cargo. Definitely rocking yeah, old navy cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, this is great. Gotta you know that's that's good. I think this is like the first one we've had. Whereas yeah, it's a prank on yourself. That kind of makes someone else laugh, you know. That's uh, that's very good. I like Neil. That I one. saw this one come through, and I just want to say a shout out to Flip. Flip sent us a package um, to our PO box from our games. It's kind of funny when we were talking about MCRs. When Lars called in on our board game podcast and talked about the Mutant Ninja Turtle board game that doesn't yeah. exist anymore, and we we're like, "Oh, we'd love to play that." Anyways, Flip had a, a second, two copies of it mailed it to us along with some decoder rings oh my so gosh i cannot wait to see you in person neil because we're gonna play we're gonna play this teenage mutant ninja turtle game it oh. is awesome there's like this little uh little like teeter-totter bucket for a special way to like flip the dice like turtle style it's oh. cool. so anyways shout out to flip that's so cool that you sent that in we appreciate it yeah, the MC Lars connections are real. He's uh, you gotta go check out a Lars show, Flip, and and talk to him. Can't wait uh, to go play Maine so we can meet Flip. Gotta All get right. back up there. All right, uh, last caller here. Hi, my name is Liz from Wisconsin. The best prank that I've heard of is a senior prank that was done at one of our local high schools. They took three chickens and numbered them one, two, and four, and put them up in the ceiling. So they spent quite a long time finding that third chicken that never existed. Thanks. Bye. Oh, high school kids. This is some good stuff here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is, uh, you know, like we talk about, like high school, I feel like is is the right, you know, that is that is I feel like when pranksters are, are at their at their peak. Right. Because you have the right combination of, you know, the kids are a little bit older, so they're kind of getting more um, mischievous and, um, you know, really stretching the boundaries of what they can get away with. But yet they're still too young to really do too much damage. They're not really going to commit a crime, um, you know, but but the, the level really gets pushed. So, yeah, live animals in the ceiling. That that is some that is some higher level pranking going on here. At my high school, there was the mythology of like there's a senior prank that has to be done. And I oh, kind of like, yeah. And I'm like, OK, so 500 kids are going to get together <laughs> one day and come up on one prank. Agree on do. something. Yeah. And I, and I remember they'd always be like, well, in the past, man, the seniors went hard. They got, like, the kids that were into, like, machines and stuff like that to cut a car in half and weld it <laughs> around a, a pole like it fell out of the sky. And I was oh like. Oh, my God. I think I listened to it for a couple months, and then I was like, 
okay, that's not real. Like, yeah, these are tall this. tales. Yeah, but this seems like something you could actually do. I'm think guessing like you'd number the chickens, like you'd put a little thing around their like foot, right? Yeah, like a little tag. You know, it's probably from a common like farming practice or something like that. To like, put them yeah. in the ceiling, though. I mean, this Whew. is Scani, so you know it could happen. But to put yeah. them in the ceiling, this is this is next level. Wow, and then yeah, once you do find them, you're like, wait, there's one more up there. Where is it? Or it's it's probably dead. Where's the body? You know that oh, kind of thing. And so. the poor, I mean, the principal isn't going to get these. The poor custodian no. who's yeah. already like, like go do this, go do that. They're like, go yeah. find these chickens. I mean, he's like, I, I don't think do I could what? be a custodian at a local high school because I would just despise the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have to quit right away because of this, this the amazing crazy stuff you have to do. But yeah, got some. Got to bring in the live animals when possible. That's some. Uh, that's that's right. That's uh, that's that's incredible. And uh, I hope uh, I hope no animals are harmed in the making of this prank. But that's how it goes sometimes. But good one there, Liz. Thanks for calling in. Um, but yeah, that does it for our calls. All the we got all these pranksters in here. We got a good number of calls here. So thank you to everybody for calling in. And um, you know, uh, in, here in uh, two weeks, we'll have another episode of Banter Buddies, and uh, we want to be uh, talking about mythical creatures, you guys. We're very oh. interested in the world of mythical creatures, and uh, for next episode, we want you to call in and let us know what is your favorite mythical creature. Give us a call, 612-424-0036, and uh, this, is, this is a broad one. This can be a lot of different things. Um, you know, on, on Google here, it says a, a, a mythical creature is also known as a legendary creature, um, sometimes called a fabulous creature. A fabulous beast is a supernatural animal, generally a hybrid, sometimes part human, whose existence has not has not or cannot be proved. And that is described in folklore, but also in historical accounts before history became a science. So it's like kind of, yeah, something that people talk about, but it maybe happened a long time ago, so we don't actually know if they exist or not. So And you can go for the you know, you can go for the standards. Neil was talking like right off the bat, you're like, Chewbacca, I was gonna go for something from Harry Potter. You know, you can go your local folklore around your your town let us know like just go for it get us something that we're not going to hear from a million people you know let's hear some mythical creatures yeah some of the classics you know dragons mermaids griffin minotaur centaur cyclops pegasus stuff like that are some of the classics and that's great if that's your favorite but yeah like brian said you can also go to like beasts from like sci-fi movies or like you know lord of the rings and stuff like that if, if, if you like something like that we want to hear about it. we want to know why you like these mythical creatures we want to learn more about these i feel like there's way more out there than we know again we, we know the big ones you guys um, but no scary ones neil and i we we our imaginations are too big we'll get nightmares yeah we're gonna google these and if we see some really scary stuff it, it might be too much for us to handle we're gonna yeah. cry on the mic neil it's, it's gonna happen. Uh, sounds oh, scary no, Don't yeah yeah give us a call for that uh next episode and uh we'll have you on the show great right. calls great calls thanks everybody thank you callers up next time for recommendations Oh yeah, got to talk about some things that we like. It's recommendations, and today we have uh, a little bit of theme for this as well. We both have some uh, some uh, mobile games, some apps. It's like happenstance, Neil, that this happens. 
Exactly. We just uh, we just we didn't we didn't plan this, but uh, we just uh, this has happened before. I think we both mentioned like kitchen items or something like that once, and we both did like albums at once. So you know, this is uh, this is just a continuation on that. I'll get us started here. Um, a new game that I have been playing on my phone on iOS um, is uh, called uh, what's it called? Uh, Kitty uh, Kitty Letter, not Kitty Litter. Kitty Letter. Okay, so it's a it's Kitty, spelling like game. Kitty, like K-I-T-T-Y? That's right. It's a cat game here, but really it's a, it's a word game. Um, it's from the makers of um, Exploding Kittens, which I believe we've talked about uh, here on the game uh, episode. And then it is also, it's from the, um, it's from the animators of The Oatmeal, which uh, you might recognize if you see that on the internet. It's kind of like an internet comic um and they have this game oh uh, i've just, heard of that the oatmeal yeah, yeah yeah the oatmeal so you'll you'll recognize the um the animation style but it's described as a scrabble combined with clash royale um and really you just have to you get a few letters and you have to you have to spell as many words as you can with that and you have to do it quickly because there are some cats marching towards your your house you have like a little house and uh if those cats get to your house they start exploding inside your house and uh, the game is you. Uh, when you spell words, you send your own cats up to the other house, and you got to explode the other person's house before they explode yours by spelling. And uh, it's just a really cool, very simple game. And one of the beautiful things about this game is uh, there's a very sort of like punk rock kind of uh, uh, ethos that goes through this, especially in the in the world of mobile games now. It's all about like paid upgrades and getting like chests and coins and gems and stuff like that and then you gotta you know upgrade and pay this is a free game and they don't ask you to pay any other money within it too so uh it's it's free it's really fun and you're not going to be uh you're not going to be hit up to uh you know pay two dollars to access the next level or something like that right so you know they're not trying to make money on this game it's just a really fun game that they're putting out there again from the creators of the oatmeal and you know about uh exploding uh kittens so check this one out. It's Kitty Letter, really fun. I'm not sure if it's on Android. It might be on iOS only. But, uh, yeah, we'll link to that uh, in the show notes, and you can play, and it's really fun for people of all ages. So check out uh, Kitty Letter. Oh, sorry, Neil. I was playing a game on my phone. <laughs> are you done? We're back, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on the podcast, Brian. I know, I know the games are, are, are super fun. Neil, you've always been so good at finding unique and very purposeful like online games they're like you yeah. you're all about design and like a clean a clean app and no junk crap like you never you don't like any in in-game ads and stuff like that yeah yeah i like stuff that has it doesn't have to be like educational but it does have to i feel like it has to like test your brain a little bit like there are some fun games where you're just mashing and mashing and maybe that's fun for a little bit or it's like a platformer i'm, I'm not against those games but i like games that really pass the time by you know challenging your brain even a little bit with numbers or letters or something like that and i feel like you're in the same boat there yeah, I have five games only on my phone. That's it. I have wow. Chess.com. I have Euchre. I play Settlers of Catan, the app. I play Threes, which you told me about. Fantastic. And the one I'm talking about today that you told me about, like all things, it's called Really Bad Chess. <laughs> so if you love playing chess, which I love playing chess, but then on top of it you're like, okay, let's like liven it up. Let's switch it up. It's great if you're on a long phone call or something like that, or you're like, you need something to kind of occupy your brain a little bit, and you want like something that's not too serious. It, this game is really bad chess, so it sets up like normal chess. You know, you have your white pieces, your black pieces. You know, on both sides, 
They both have their 16 pieces, but it's everyone has a king. But beyond that, the board is just like jumbled and random pieces. So you could start with like four queens and your your opponent has like six. The worst queens aren't even that good. If you have like six or more knights, that's the horse snail. Um, I don't know. It's a <laughs> tough game. You know, you can have lots of bishops. Sometimes they overload you on one side with pawns. You come out with like five rooks. There's daily challenges. There's weekly challenges. So it's a great game. It's really well put together. It's a classic Neil find, and I love it. And I've, <laughs> you told me about it like three years ago, and I've played it constantly. Yeah, yeah. On their website, it just says really bad chess. Chess with totally random pieces. Yeah, I should have just said that. Why did I do all that <laughs> stuff? That no, yeah, great. it's just great. But so it it, uh, it just jumbles everything up and makes for some some interesting games. Are some of the games just like over right away because you're just so clearly outmatched, or or you're outmatching the opponent, or are they pretty balanced so that you're still going to get like a standard like uh, you know game time? No, definitely balanced. It makes you think nice. of the game in a different way, like opens your headspace, and it really is balanced because you find out how important each piece is, right? You think in yeah. your head, you're like, oh, a bunch of queens would just win, but it, but like you can't attack if you have, if somebody has like five knights, like yeah. they just kind of like dominate the board. So you can, it helps you appreciate the game and how important each piece is, right? Um yeah, then you go back to chess.com and play normal chess and you have a new appreciation. You have some new new mindset to work through because you've played really bad chess. I have appreciation, but no more skills. That's <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not any better. Yeah. So that's our recommendations. Little tiny games. A Get little a side arm. recommendation. Please check out threes. Yeah. It, is a, it is it is one of the most simp it's one of the simplest and most beautiful games on the on the app store. Yeah, a little, uh, little puzzle game there with numbers. All right, Neil, you ready for the game I have for you? Yeah, speaking of games, let's uh, let's get to our podcast game here. Last week I quizzed Brian, or last episode I quizzed Brian on uh, you know a name that sound uh, type of thing, and he had to guess what the sound was. But uh, this week Brian has a game for me. What, what, what are we doing here? Okay, Neil, we're going to play a game called Over or Under. Okay. okay so I'm going to ask you a question, all right? And that uh, the answer of that question is going to be some kind of number. So a percentage, an amount, right. um, a height in feet and inches, something like that. Mm. And then I'm going to give you a base level of that question, right? Yep. And then you tell me whether you think the answer is over that or under that. Got it. All right. What's the first one? Okay. How many times is the word force said in Star Wars A New Hope? Oh my gosh. And I'm going to give you the number 20. 20. Wow. Huh. My gut feeling is that they say it more than that, but I haven't seen that one in a while. And maybe it is, hmm, maybe it's like not revealed until later on. And, you know, it's actually less. But I'll go with my gut. I'll say I got to think Force is said uh, more than 20 times in A New Hope. Is that true? Is it over? Wait, no. So you got to say over. Over. You are correct, 23 times. Woo! Just right. barely, just barely. That was good. Okay, we're going to the next one. In feet and inches, how tall is talk show host Conan O'Brien? Okay, I'm going to give you the base level of 6 feet 5 inches. 
Ooh, that's pretty close. But I think he's like six seven or six eight. I'll go over. It is under. What? He is six four. Whoa! I always thought he was taller than us. We're his about hair six, is like four. twelve feet tall. Yeah, yeah. He always makes a joke about his his quaff of hair. But, <laughs> hey! Oh my! Oh my gosh! Wow, that's kind of surprising. He is he crazy tall. tall though. When he stands up and plays guitar, it's like every, you realize that everybody in Hollywood's like five foot two. His legs are just so long. A lot of it has to do with like his body type of being pretty thin, but his legs just start, just keep going and going and going. <laughs> Love Conan. Good podcast as well. All right, here we go. We're going, what percent of the world's surface is water? And I'm going to give you the number 80%. Oh, that Eight is a, zero. That's a good number. I was When you said that in my head, I was thinking 65, 75-ish would probably be what I would guess if I could guess anything. So 80 seems seems pretty high, but I know it's a it's a, it's a it's a much higher number than you would think. So this is this is a well set line, as they would say. Um, hmm, is it is it really 80 percent? Uh, I'll go under. I think it's just slightly under 80 percent. I'm gonna guess it's like 75 percent. Uh, so I'll go under. Very good. It is under. It is 71 percent. Woo! And weirdly, I got that fact from the CIA World Fact Book. <laughs> Sounds so official weird. to me. CIA knows all. All right. We're going to keep it rolling here. How many inventions did Thomas Edison patent during his life? Mm. And I'm going to give you the number 500. Oh, wow. That's a big number. I mean, Edison, obviously, one of the most well-known inventors for the light bulb. And that's the during one I his can life. name. During his life. Um, so, wow. Okay, during his life. Yeah, I could see. But then how do you patent stuff after your life? 500 sounds huge. I'll go, I'll go under 500 for the lifetime of Edison. All right. I didn't know if I tricked you or not, but it is over. He Ooh. patented 1,093 patents. Oh, my God. Gosh, that is a lot of work. I mean, that's a lot of paperwork. I would imagine even back then there was uh, oh, quite a few documents too, yeah. to fill out. <laughs> he was 21 when he received his first patent for the Jeez. electric vote recorder. Oh, my gosh. All you kids out there, get uh, get uh, inventing. you got to catch up. I, got, I have one more for you now. Nice. Last one. Okay. How many bones are there in the adult human body? Okay, and I'm going to give you the number 220. Oh, man, that's very close to my... I was going to guess like 208 or 205 or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's over 200, but 220 sounds too high. I'll, I'll take the under on this one. And you are correct, and so close, 206. Oh, nice. I was in the right now, ballpark. The reason why I say adult is because... Infants have 350 bones, what? but they all like fuse together as they grow, like their skull and stuff like that. That so. is fascinating. I didn't realize that. <laughs> all right, that's our game today. Five questions of over, under. You did really good, Neil. You trust Thanks. your gut. That was the opposite but of what I did during last week's game. I got like two wrong. I got Conan wrong, and I got uh, and I got Thomas. Edison wrong. You went, yeah, you, you loaded on Thomas. All right, I got three out of the five. Not too bad. It's really good, and you guessing. like guess some like almost on the on the head. Yeah, it was really good. Get extra points for that. Nice. Thank you for the game. That was very good. Maybe I'll quiz you next week. Yeah, let's see what you over got. Over under. All right, let's get you new with Koo. Brian, we don't have much to talk about this week. We don't have. Uh, we haven't released anything. Um, you know, since we last spoke, right? We just been. Uh, we've just been plotting and planning. 
we've been uh, we've been shooting some uh, some live sets uh, in in my parents' garage. For those of you who uh, jumped on our offer to make custom uh, videos for you, thanks you thanks to everybody who is uh, who purchased a shout out or a custom live show. We were wrapping up those, so that's kind of what we've been working on. Shout out um, to Dan and Darcy for having a heated garage so we oh, could yeah. film when it was like negative two. Yeah, it was very very cold, and we couldn't we couldn't do it in Brian's garage because it's just too cold in there. So yes, went out to Prior Lake, Minnesota, and did that, and uh, we're all wrapped up with that now. And now it's getting warmer here in the Twin Cities. So hopefully, knock on wood, we'll be um, you know off into the spring soon and back into the Hopkins garage. Neil, we uh, don't have much going on that we can talk about because there's something big on the horizon. Ooh, I can see it out in the distance, and it is very big. This is something that we can't even we can't even tease with any sort of uh, you know clarity here. It's uh, something that we have to leave hazy because it is too big of a surprise. And uh, I'm going to spoil after, it right now, Neil. I'm going to okay. tell everybody. Everybody's been waiting for this. Yeah, we're going to join TikTok. <laughs> it's going to happen, guys. It's finally it's, happening, and we we didn't really want to say it, but since you know you're loyal podcast listeners, you get to hear that first. <laughs> but yeah be looking uh, for a new big announcement shortly after the release of this episode and if you're listening to this many years in in, in the distance well you'll 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 know what it was so yeah that's new with coup for this week and that's uh that's the end of our show you made it to the end you did it hooray uh, we were not able to make this a 30 minute episode yet again you know but uh that's okay someday so Neil, someday it, we're gonna someday we're gonna talk so little that we're gonna have a nice little round 30 minute episode someday and uh but you know what our calls were too good they were too long too many good stories that had to happen so that's how it goes we love lots of calls we'll take that over not enough calls uh which by the way please call us 612-424-0036 and let us know what is your favorite mythical creature and why that will be uh the topic uh for the next episode of banter buddies coming out here in two weeks we want to say big thank you to neil z for uh, making our theme song, and to our friend Matthew, a.k.a. Wampa Stampa. He creates the show art every single week that you see on social media. He is a very talented artist. and We should be uh, thanking Wampa yeah. every time, but I, oh, Wampa, thank you. You're the best, and uh, more videos coming from Wampa very, very soon um, that you'll be seeing his work out there uh, from us. So, yes, we love working with him. He's, he's part of the Cuckoo family at this point. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's banter buddies. We appreciate everybody listening and, uh, calling in with their pranks. Brian and I have been inspired to create some new pranks of our own and, uh, maybe we'll, we'll make some videos of those pranks and, uh, share them with y'all. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the show, Brian. I hope, um, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah. Wendy, maybe you can call in next time. Yeah. Maybe she loves a mythical creature. I think she's, uh, I can see her as being a minotaur type of person. Uh, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, I'm down with that. Neil, love chatting. Darcy, watch out. We're coming for you. And uh, we will talk in the future. See you, Neil. Bye, Brian. <laughs>